In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who brings us an armor so that we together can stand against evil. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, quite a few, quite a few of you probably know already that when Florida State runs out of the tunnel tomorrow, they're not going to be wearing their usual uniforms, right? They're, instead, they're going to be wearing blackout uniforms. They're, they're, somebody's disappointed. Um, uh, <laughs> they're, they're going to be wearing blackout uniforms. They're going to be black uniforms as they come out, and they're not going to be what they normally wear. And that's, you know, it's, uh, the idea there is it's going to hype up the crowd. Everybody's going to be super uh, ready to go against Virginia Tech, whose mascot is a turkey, and that's weird, and we... <laughs> should put them more around Thanksgiving and kind of switch them in the gators, but you know, whatever. But today we're talking about armor, and, and armor, well, we have, not many of us wear armor. We, we don't have a whole lot of folks that, that walk around, maybe the policemen that we know, maybe the people that we know that, that work in the, the military, but, but most of us, well, we don't have to go to work wearing armor, except for those of us that are teachers. Some of you maybe should be issued Kevlar vest or two. But yeah, we, we don't have to do that. Uh, and, and yet we, we know kind of what armor is, right? And, and so when we look at this passage where Paul is listing out this, this little bit of, of Roman armor, we go, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of know what that looks like. Um, and and I, I've always sort of, this is nowhere in the text, but I've always thought of this as Paul tells us that he's a, an apostle in chains. He tells us that he's writing this from prison, right? And so I'm always kind of thinking in my head that Paul is writing this letter and he's, you know, he, he's kind of writing and he's looking around the room and he sees his Roman guard who is keeping, um, uh, keeping watch over him and he's like, oh yeah, Helmet. Um, helmet. Helmet is like salvation. Um, and uh, breastplate. Breastplate is like righteousness. And, and, and he's kind of looking at this guy's armor and he's going, okay, the, uh, I, I can make a metaphor out of this. I can, I can make a metaphor out of what this guy is wearing. And, and yet most of us were like, I don't really know exactly what all of those pieces of armor are about. But if I told you that you were going to take a look at an American football player and then kind of go through that and say, well, this, this stuff is like what God gives me. You probably could come up with something. And, and that's what's going on in the text. What's going on in the text is uh, Paul is, is writing this to people who knew exactly what a Roman soldier looked like. And he's saying, this is what God's protection of you looks like. This is how God gives you gifts. This is what God has given to all of us who are baptized into his name. He's given us this, this armor of God. And he, he gives us that armor for a specific purpose. Uh, that specific purpose is that there are going to be people that come out of the woodwork in order to try to hurt a Roman soldier. Because Roman soldiers aren't liked by everybody. Just kind of like Seminoles aren't liked by everybody. Yeah, there's some people in Miami who really don't like Seminoles. There's some people in another college town in Florida who really don't like Seminoles. There's some people in this congregation who really don't like Seminoles. <laughs> we won't out you. It's, we love you. 
But there's, there's kind of this thing of, you know, the reason that you wear armor is that, well, people are out to get you. And maybe even though you don't wear armor to work or you don't wear armor to school or you don't wear armor when you're going to Dope Campbell because they'll take it away from you at the gate. <laughs> even though you don't wear armor at those points, you, you maybe feel like you're under attack. Maybe you feel this sense of, hey, you know, people are out to get me. And, you know, maybe that means that there's something to that. You know, maybe those paranoid voices in your head are, well, worth listening to sometimes. Because realistically, there are things out there that are trying to get you. Paul calls them principalities and powers, demons, Satan. Stuff that we maybe like push away from the table from a little bit at first and go, well, I'm not sure I believe in all of that, you know, kind of hokey, um, you know, demon Satan stuff. But Paul here is saying, hey, there's, there's something real to that. There's something out there that's infecting the world. There's something out there that's making us sin. There's something out there that's leading us into that kind of temptation. There's something out there that is throwing stuff at us. And we need to be armed. So we arm ourselves. Even if we're you know, not thinking of this armor of God stuff, we still arm ourselves. We arm ourselves with this like paradigm of virtue and value. I think each one of us probably has to do this at some point as we mature. And each one of us probably makes a little bit of a different decision on how we construct our armor, how we put it together. Yeah, when, when I was in undergrad and starting a chapter of the service fraternity Alpha Phi Omega, I found out that their cardinal principles, that their constellation of values and virtues was leadership, friendship, and service. And those were the three things that were kind of the constellation of values. Those were the things that they said, this is our armor. This is the stuff that we're going to use and we're going to train you in so that you can go out into the world and you can be a good person. And then we're here. We're here at University Lutheran. And here at University Lutheran, we have this sort of constellation of values. It's out on the sign out front. It's on the front of your bulletin. Uh, we, we call ourselves a Jesus-centered community of scripture, faith, and grace. And our const- constellation of values are, are those things. Jesus, community, scripture, faith, and grace. We think that those things are important. And we think that if you form your lives around those things, then... Training together with us, you will be able to step out into a world that has it out for you. There's other constellations of values that we have out there, but here in Scripture, Paul has a constellation that is at least six long, if not nine, depending on what you're counting and what you're not. He's saying that there are these, these values, these, these values of readiness, values of salvation, values of the word of God, values of peace, values of things that he's telling us, hey, make these 
a part of your constellation of values. Make these things what you use in order to arm yourself as you go out into a world that maybe doesn't have your best interest in mind. So go out there with this sense that you're saved. This helmet of salvation. Go out there and go, hey, I'm okay. As much as I may screw up, as much as I may absolutely whiff on that paper, as much as I may do something that I'm, I'm not thinking that I would do even in the first place, I'm saved. And that will be an armor for you. That will be something where you're able to go, hey, even though I fail, I know that Jesus is going to come in and save me. And that's going to be armor for you. And he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put on this righteousness that Christ gives you that says, hey, you are bulletproof. Don't let people say that you're nothing because you're not. You're righteous. You're righteous because of Jesus. You're righteous because he declared you to be so. When he baptized you, when he forgave you, when he gave you his own body and blood in the scripture, in the sacrament. Take that out with you. Take the belt of truth. This truth that says, well, I may be saved, but I'm not perfect. Because I know I sin all the time. Take that with you. Take these things with you as your, your sort of constellation, your paradigm of virtues and values. And that's what Paul is saying. Go out there and actually believe this stuff. Actually have this stuff be a part of your life. And those things will enable you to walk out into the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, which is what it feels like a lot of times when you walk out into this world as bullets are whizzing by you and all of a sudden you feel like you're under attack from every which way and you don't know which way to look. But there's one more thing to keep in mind. And I think that that is the, the, you know, sort of skipped over part of this text most of the time. And, and that one thing is that you're wearing armor. You're wearing a uniform. And, and here's the thing that we maybe don't conceptualize because, well, we don't have Roman soldiers hanging around us all the time. And that conceptualization is this. When you think about the armor of God, when, when, when Zemi was reading this, and when you were thinking about this, you were thinking about a singular Roman soldier. You were thinking about one dude. And they almost were never apart. In fact, they traveled in this band of eight usually plus two folks that were there to help them out, so it made an even ten. But they traveled in this band of eight, and they never left that band of eight. They would eat with them, they would sleep with them, they would be with them the entire time. In fact, they had to get special permission if they were going to travel without their band of eight. And the people in Ephesus knew that about these Roman soldiers. And they knew that God wasn't just equipping you with some armor. He wasn't giving you a singular uniform. He wasn't saying, hey, here's your pads. Go out there and get creamed. He wasn't saying, all right, here's your uniform. 
you're the quarterback. Run the ball because he ain't got nobody to pass it to. Instead, God was saying, I'm giving you a uniform. I'm giving you an armor. I am giving you something that connects you with other people. I'm giving you something that brings you together with my body. I am putting you on a team. And that is what we miss so much of the time. Because this isn't about you going out by yourself. This is about you going out with the other people in this room. This is about you praying for the other people in this room. This is about you praying for people like Paul who are in prison because of their faith. This is about you knowing that that same support that you're offering to those people, that same support is yours for the asking. That is how Christian community is supposed to work. That is what it's supposed to look like to be in one body. That is why Paul uses this as the last part of a book that is all about being one body and being together. It's that we are to go out wearing this uniform, this constellation of values and virtues, knowing that we have all been put on the team of the one guy who's willing to go out on his own to drag across to Golgotha to be crucified there and to die for your sins to pay the price for your armor, to pay the price for your uniform so that he could raise again and invite you to be on his team as his body, his bride, his church. So now may you, brothers and sisters in Christ, may you run out of this place like you're running out of the tunnel. Because you have been given a new uniform in the forgiveness of your sins. You have been given life and salvation. You have been given truth. You have been given righteousness. You have been given all of the good things that God has to give you. Go out in his confidence. Together. Amen.